0: talking about podcasts. Podcast. We're talking about itty bitty, bitty, bitty podcasts. podcasts. A podcast. <laughs> Merry-bitty Monday, Chunkies. <laughs>
1: I'm Carter. I'm Doge. I'm tired of not talking about WandaVision.
0: I'm Jordan, and I'm just right about talking about WandaVision. Well, what if we just didn't find out who Jordan was because Doge went straight in. <laughs> right into it. <laughs> Wait, uh, remember Doge, Who's and can you guy? believe— Who's the third guy? I can't. Is he the chunk or the hunk? I can't remember. I think they change every week. Um, We're back on that tiny television screen. If you don't know by now, this is going to be a shock of an episode. It might actually be fun for you. It'll be a bit of a fever dream. But we're on episode six of WandaVision, and all three of us, what very much though, concentrated into the energy of of one dossier. It's very excited to talk about this episode. It is, even though. I have seen zero episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. I do remember the dynamic of Malcolm in the Middle. And the beginning felt… Uh, I, it felt like the way it was supposed to feel, I guess, in terms yeah. of the opening credits. Yeah. And so one of the first things that I asked these guys was, was that Malcolm in the Middle? Because that always feels like the first box to check when watching WandaVision.
1: Yeah. It's just it's always like, check okay, if I need it's Malcolm sure in the Middle. I know at least what… is. No, yes. Yeah, just, What is it Malcolm man, in the Middle? This time, A. was it
0: Malcolm in the Middle? I actually what, run what that check on everything
1: in? I watch. Like, is it not going in the middle? Sometimes yes, but most of the time, actually, no. Sometimes yes. I don't um, think people don't want to answer. Um, but yeah, let's just jump straight in. Let's Please. do it. Hey guys, how many times do I have to watch The Vision die? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's really sad. It is really this sad. This is number three so far. Yeah. This when he sucks. was going
0: to the edge, when, to the hex edge, I was going to say hedge, but that's just a word. Yeah, when he was going to the edge of the hex and starting to break through, which by the way we see in a trailer, edge of the um, hex. Hold on, that's that's a band name. If I've yeah. ever heard one, it's pretty amazing. Absolutely, um, continue. And and we kind of already have an idea of how he was before he came into the hex and was yeah. reanimated. Yeah, that's kind of a low key terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scene. And actually, so I would say this whole episode. Honestly, yeah, for a Halloween episode, it it rightfully felt. Scary. Scary Mm -hmm. in a funny sitcom way, but some legitimate scares. Yep. So, before we get too far into the weeds of what's going on, I have to say something. And if I don't, I am going to explode. And it's this. I trust Kevin Feige. I trust the team at Marvel to do no wrong, virtually. If they waste Evan Peters as a one-off shot character in a TV show for a couple episodes… They have whiffed because this dude is so
1: good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh so my the,
0: gosh, I'm, his charisma! I'm,
1: I don't know what's going on with him because, I don't like, like, I don't like character-wise, personality-wise, this is Fox's Quicksilver. This right. is not anything like Aaron Taylor Johnson was. Right. And it's really not much like comic Quicksilver. So it's definitely the Fox Quicksilver, right? But this Pietro seems to share childhood memories with Wanda. Uh, and, it almost seems like he's making up childhood memories that she doesn't remember. So is that is that what we're supposed to infer from that? I, I don't There's know. just so much, I, and maybe just my expectation was as soon as they started talking about childhood, Wanda would be like, "I don't remember that," or Pietro would be like, "That's not how it happened." And so maybe I just had a weird expectation going into it. But the fact that there was no tension there was a really interesting choice to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think what's happening with Pietro is one of the biggest question marks intentionally. Sure. Yeah. Um. I think probably a really close number two is, are these kids going to exist outside of the Hex? Right. Because they are going through the motions of what we would know the comic books to say. Like, you know, I was joking around. We, we didn't keep playing that game anymore. But I was like, guess what Carter Googled, right? Which was <laughs> right. the yeah. names of her children. Uh, we're actually seeing them get their powers. We get Speed and Wiccan in some get- form. Yeah. In some form. And so it's kind I of like… I would say we get I, speed in full speed
1: form. Wiccan, it seems like it's just
0: starting for him. But…
1: Well, I'm saying in some form because the real speed in Wiccan are not their right. like biological children. Right. That's true. So yeah. They so, are animated by shards of Mephisto's soul. And Pietro, in this episode, speaking to them, does say, Release hell, demon spawn. Which, I think that's a fun little smile. I don't know that that's a big plot point, but it could yeah.
0: be. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Yeah. I just laughed really hard at that line. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think something. I think something that threw a complete wrench into is there going to be Quicksilver existing outside of the show on division and outside of the hex? Uh, and I think when we get to kind of the view of him dead with the gunshots, yeah. that's yeah. when you're like, oh wait, so maybe not, right? Right. Like, I, to not. me, it's less. It's less about does Evan Peters continue as Quicksilver. I actually kind of hope he doesn't replace Aaron Taylor Johnson for real. What I'm more interested in is if he's playing a bigger role here and isn't actually Pietro, I just want, I don't know. i He's just somebody that I tend to find so unbelievably dynamic and charming on camera that I think they should hang on to him as best as possible. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm not saying sacrifice the story they have planned. I just love
1: him. Right. Did you right. catch uh, when the kids said that that something was kick-ass and it was because that movie features both Quicksilvers? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That was really. That's fun. funny. That's a fun little line. That um, is funny. Yeah, I didn't.
0: I, I didn't honestly even think about that, which is apparently a <laughs> common theme between that and the release. Hell, demon spawn. I just. I was just too charmed by Evan Peters. I couldn't
1: pay attention. I guess. <laughs> what else is new, though? Right. <laughs> well, there's a lot new. Let's keep talking about it. This there's, week's episode of Wandavision.
0: There's two big questions that I feel like we set up and didn't answer. Um, well, several, but the two big ones for me are who is Monica's connection? Because I assume she's still talking about that same aerospace engineer. That same aerospace
1: engineer. Yep. So who is… She's about to meet him. Like, he's he's close, right? Right. So there's a ton of speculation that this is Reed Richards. And I feel like there is virtually no way this is Reed Richards. Yeah, I would be shocked if this is how we meet Reed Richards. I think it's probably Rhodey. James Rhodes is an aerospace engineer who is an Avenger who has a history with Vision and Wanda. I think it's it's most likely Rhodey. I think that would be great. I think Rhodey makes a lot of sense. I think that'd be really cool.
0: Um, Who's Rhodey? Wait, who? James Rhodes, War Machine. Oh yes. Okay. The great. other question is, um, oh Hayward. Um, there's something on his computer that Darcy saw that freaked her out. Yep. That we is something with vision. I think.
1: Yep. But and something the that, bummer is we're not going to find out next week because Darcy's now inside the hex.
0: Right. Which I'm very excited about, by the way. Yeah. Um, Kat Dennings is completely redeeming The character of Darcy for me this season Absolutely 100% great. I think she's really fun um, I have read a question online this last week That I think is a great question to ask Because it presents <laughs> It is What is happening in what's WandaVision? What's going on? <laughs> no it, it, it presents an interesting issue I think Because I don't want to call it a plot hole necessarily And his show might fill in the blanks But of all people Why is nobody calling Hawkeye here? Basically, Wanda's surrogate big brother, like the dude that's taking care of her that she sides with in Civil War. Like she goes with Cap because of Hawkeye.
1: My rationale for that would be that in the five years in between Infinity War and Endgame, he disappeared and he was Ronin. And he was basically a one-man war against the Yakuza which is yeah. a totally wild direction to take that How character. How do
0: we not have that movie? Like,
1: <laughs> I think, I mean, that should be the show. The show should be Hawkeye versus the Yakuza. But anyway, uh, I think he, that he probably… That so wild. He probably is not back. You know what I mean? He's probably not back in the public light. Yeah. This, is, this is three weeks yeah, after but this is Endgame. Sword. This isn't the public light. You
0: know, they've got to have a way to connect with them.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Are they shield? This is
0: three weeks after Endgame?
1: Yeah. This is right after Endgame. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which which also, I mean, far from home is 8 months after Endgame. So this is definitely before Spider-Man 2.
0: Interesting. I'm bad at timelines. I've learned that about myself.
1: <laughs> it's hard when it doesn't release in order. That's true. It's like it's like Raiders of the Last Ark and Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is actually a prequel to Raiders.
0: <laughs> which that's is like weird. that's like
1: the second thing I tell people when I meet them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Uh, I'm Doge. Uh, I have a podcast. Temple of Doom's a prequel. A lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? <laughs> I'm an open book about Indiana
1: Jones specifically. I'm an open Indiana Jones book. Like the book that Indiana Jones and his father Sean Connery found in the third movie, even though Sean Connery is only 12 years older than Harrison Julia, Ford. Did you Julia. know they shot the scene in the blimp with no pants on? Junior, give me your umbrella.
0: Um, I don't... So... Are there more questions now about Agnes's character? Something because weird
1: is going on with Agnes. She does think this place w- is like a nightmare
0: because when we we did the old vision temples and she came back she was not like I was ready for I thought it was going to be a big moment that we were going to see um Agatha Harkness is that her name? Yeah. that we were going to kind of really start to see this millennia old witch. She does such a good Okay, so she's wearing a witch costume. She has yep. a lovely witch laugh. So that's so the interesting like,
1: thing. She's wearing a witch costume in the same episode that all of our other characters are wearing their comic actually costumes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think right. mm, mm, you know, okay, so I don't know a whole lot about her character. You know, it's it's actually funny. Most of my comic reading has been uh DC runs and so a lot of and the and Peanuts and Peanuts, yeah, and uh Zits. Oh, I love Zits. Yeah, yeah Family uh, Circus.
1: <laughs> Classic.
0: But one of the, so one of the things that when it comes down to it with Marvel, a lot of it is um, stuff I remember from like when I was very young and uh, just additional research, but I actually don't know very much about Agatha. Um, But something I was reading this week is that Agatha typically is an ally of Mm -hmm. the Avengers as a whole, actually, Um, but specifically Scarlet Witch. Right. Um, And so, I don't know. It's, Nothing that Catherine Hahn has done, nothing that Agnes has done has seemed particularly nefarious to me, but there, I mean, there is no way she's just another person. Right.
1: That's the thing, like this, and and this is a, a definite case of believing in a theory in spite of some evidence against it. And sure. I'm fully confident to say that this Vision Temple moment is supposed to throw us off her scent a little bit. Sure. And if I was being uh if I was being a smart boy and letting the facts and the things that I observe enforce my opinion, Who I would that, have though? to really wrestle with this. But I already decided what I believed. And now that this reality doesn't seem to line up with it, I can confidently say that's a red herring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny too, because they are they are equally telling us how she probably isn't Agatha Harkness and then also doing Hard nods, right? Very noticeable nods to her being Agatha Harkness. So she's been wearing it. It's like like a Tom Holland Spider Man showed up and was like, Who? What's his name? He swings from what? (laughs) I don't know. That's how Spider
1: Man 3 is going to have to start since JJ outed him.
0: Yeah, that's Uh, true. Me? No, I'm not.
1: No. Are you talking about Bug Boy? The red (laughs) and blue boy?
0: He shoots webs from, it's got to be his (laughs) butt, right? I mean, it has to be his butt.
1: (laughs) What is it? When, when, uh, when Agnes wakes up, she is like reaching for her neck. Mm-hmm. She's been wearing this pin every episode, this brooch oh, that yeah, looks yeah. like this necklace that that Agatha Harkness wears in the comics. I did not see it on her witch costume. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. So while theorizing, let me put the cart, not even just before the horse, in another city from the horse. Okay. This cart is as far from a horse as it can possibly Horse-y be. Horsey got
0: to catch up is what you're saying.
1: Horsey got to catch way up to this cart. What if Wanda felt threatened by her breaking character asking, hey, should I just take it again from the top? Can I run that scene again? Yeah. And removed this medallion that she's somehow drawing power from. I don't know. At this point, I have no idea. That I think, could be what's happening.
0: If I may speculate wildly alongside you, here I am. Please. Something that I think would be interesting is if Agatha the witch just happened to live in New Jersey And the reason that she was reacting so strangely to everything is because her power was kind of letting her hang on a little bit. And now that the brooch is gone, she's not able to hang on to any sort of reality anymore. Now, while we're speculating wildly, I do have one more uh, uh, noodle of spaghetti to hurl upon the wall. Okay. I kind of think maybe that the hex is mutating
1: people like mutants. It could be. Monica's DNA is getting rewritten. Carter, you were right. Monica's getting powers, but it I don't think it was the snap. I still it don't think her it power wasn't. is to be a super linebacker. She and just not hit that guy really hard. Him.
0: <laughs> well, I thought it was just a tease at it. I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah. she's not going to be a diluted. And it no, seems no, like she's for sure juggernaut. getting powers. Hayward is a little Trasky from Days of Future Past, maybe? Yeah, could be. little Bolivar Trask. A little, trask, little bit. The Sentinels could be. It just seems yeah. like
1: his whole thing is like, those dang supers. <laughs> it could be. He actually worked really well in this episode for me.
0: Yeah, he wasn't quite as wooden here.
1: He wasn't as terrible. It I, makes I me wonder if think, it wasn't intentional. I do still think Evan Peters is my super pump for this episode. Oh. He's, he's just so fun.
0: 100%, dude. He's a guy that um, I don't think about a lot, but every time I see him, I'm like, why don't I watch more of his stuff? And then I remember it's because most of it's American horror story, and I'm like, no thanks. I'm good, actually.
1: <laughs> I just watched that his one episode of The Office— Every day, first thing when I wake up, it's like my vitamin. Is is there a significance to it? Is it Ellis Street or Ennis Street? Ellis. What street?
0: Ellis. Ellis. Is there significance to that? To the, the name? only thing I could find is that the the president of the United States during uh, yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier His President. His Ellis. name is Ellis. Yeah, but that's all I could find. I'm gonna call that just tight world building
1: versus ah, don't know though. Yeah, we can't we can't know.
0: I uh, can. My super pump is when she basically uh turns all of the sword agents into clowns, like literal clowns in yeah. a circus. That's great. Yeah. That's the very growing good. of the hex is terrifying. And <laughs> she is clearly so much stronger than they think. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's that conversation from last episode where they're like, if she's changing the, ma- the order of the matter in the universe, that would mean she's way stronger than we thought. <laughs> and
1: it's like, hey, guys. Yeah. I think in, in the comics, we'd refer to that as an omega level mutant, basically, where she has some control over her power. But even more than that, she's a, a conduit for cosmic power. The same way that Gene that Grey would be considered an like Omega-level yeah. mutant. Yeah, it's like the Phoenix. I, I actually read a thing that somebody was like, this is the best version of the Dark Phoenix storyline mm. we've ever seen. Even though it's not really Dark Phoenix, but it is, you know? Well, there's
0: a lot of things in this world that are and aren't Dark Phoenix. Um, and one of those is ads. And they're coming at you right now, actually.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speaking of ads, I think Yogurt Boy might be the most tragic character in the MCU. That's rough. All My Dog Wanted... Was a creamy, dreamy dairy treat, <laughs> and he died because he couldn't get it open.
0: I there think is this totally a commercial. My head. Well, there is totally a commercial from that time, and I can't remember what it was. It might that have been kid, a yogurt commercial. That little kid
1: looks so familiar to me. And maybe they just nailed the style, but I think that that is like a direct uh, a direct line to Are these people even alive? They're not moving. Like yeah. they're they're totally paralyzed and frozen. And I mean, if they're not moving, they're not eating. You know what I mean? People could be slowly dying.
0: All of the commercials so far have been direct references to trauma from Wanda's past. Well, I still think this is. I think it's like, hey, if you don't do magic, you'll die. Like, that's the only way you're going to live. Is like if you can't… When I guess basically when they were being tortured into their
1: mutations or whatever. Maybe she was
0: rewarded with food for doing magic. But she also had to…
1: I mean, she also had to just sit by and her magic wasn't enough. She watched Vision die twice and just yeah. had to sit there and watch him die two times. And then they made me watch him die a third time. Yeah. At least she didn't have to watch that one. Her her son did apparently. Did you catch the double feature, by the way, at the theater that they were at? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. The double feature was The Parent Trap and The Incredibles. Oh, interesting. That's fun. That's fun. A movie about, Parent Trap is a movie about twins reconciling their parents who are at odds with each other, which is what Billy and Tommy are trying to do this episode, and The Incredibles is a family with superpowers, which is what they have now become in this episode. Tell me more about The Incredibles. Like, I don't know everything there is to know. So, Bob Parr is an insurance salesman. There's Mister. There's Mister.
0: Frozen. There's Fast Boy. There's <laughs> Purple. I don't know. I don't know what else I need to do to prove
1: to you that I know this movie so good. I think there's going to be a lot of people speculating that that Incredibles sign on the poster is a Fantastic Four tease because the Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie
0: so far,
1: so far, so four, so four.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's honestly fair speculation. I think it's more likely just a reference to a family of people with superpowers, but maybe.
1: No, I I definitely don't think it's a Fantastic Four tease. In the same way that there is no way she's going to meet Reed Richards. I mean, uh, it'd, I do it'd be be think pretty though, cool though it would be cool. It would not surprise me at all if this season ended with a Doctor Strange like showing up to be like, okay, this has officially crossed the line from a, a weird anomaly into a mystic event and I have to stop it.
0: And I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. I'm totally down. I love uh, anything leaning heavily into like the multiverse at all. Like I I think our surrogates, and we've talked about this before, it feels like our main surrogates will be, you know… Uh, Dr. Strange and Wanda, just because of what they're able to do. But I think, yeah. yeah, I just can't get over the timing of just how things are releasing. Like, I know that that Feige, like, they had a plan 20 years ago. But you can't help but think bringing something that is just so cerebral <laughs> 20 years after starting all of this. Like, it's yeah. good that this wasn't the very first thing we ever saw of oh. the MCU. <laughs> certainly. And 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 it's it to me it's clear that there is a a heavy element of building the bridge as you're driving on it. You know, like I think
1: certainly I think for sure.
0: It would be it, it is not true to say that they planned this from the start. I mean, obviously they but I don't know. I think when I first heard multiverse stuff, my first thought was panic because comics can get so windy that I was a little bit yeah. like, oh, this is gonna get messy. But it it really I mean. No, no shocker, I guess to anybody probably, but it really still seems like their hand is firmly on the wheel like yeah, Marvel's so, still in charge.
1: The multiverse stuff does really really worry me. And imagine this imagine I make the world's best lemonade done and it's Easy. just so good mm-hmm. and everybody nobody nobody's like, I'm done drinking your lemonade. everybody can't get enough of this lemonade. My friend makes the worst chicken nuggets you have ever tasted. You eat one and you're like, this is just not as good as Doge's Lemonade. And then I say, okay, well, I'm going to open a lemonade store and we're going to sell your chicken nuggets as the food. My great product becomes diluted by a lesser product. And suddenly I've put my name that used to only mean really great lemonade on also bad chicken nuggets. Mm. And I'm really worried that that would happen if we were to fully incorporate, fully embrace multiverse stuff with the Fox X. Like if if we take… If we take these lesser products and make them required viewing to understand Avengers 5, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I have to watch X-Men 3 to watch to understand Avengers 5, that makes Avengers 5 a little bit lesser to me. If I've got to watch yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine to understand Avengers 5, that's a bummer. Yeah.
0: I think it's probably… So first of all, I'm offended because overly complicated metaphor is sort of my thing. <laughs> especially when it comes to food metaphors. So watch the do, you, do I need to put it is is in sandwich terms? I me to put it in sandwich terms. We don't have the, time for sandwich the, terms. The, here's what I would say though. Let me Let me tweak your metaphor a little bit. Because it feels to me like you make the greatest lemonade. Your friend makes terrible chicken nuggets. And you're like, you have lost your nugget privileges. Stop saying that your nuggets come from the same place that my lemonade comes from give me your nuggets and I'm going to use your nuggets to pave a sidewalk up to my lemonade stand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then you still have to eat the nuggets to like my lemonade though. That's the
0: thing. No, just walk on them. Just walk on them. You'll see the nuggets, but you don't have to digest them. I think is probably
1: where we're heading. Then to me, that feels like like we're throwing out the continuity of our other multiverse things. That means I don't have to watch… Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3. Right. Watch I, Emo I think, that, Peter is I think yes. that is correct. I think that is correct. So then why I totally, do
0: multiverse? Because I think, th- I think the multiverse is ultimately, I think, the bridge to using those characters the MCU way
1: in a very fun, creative way. So specifically with Spider-Man, uh, and, and I think even with the X-Men, like why do multiverse if we're not taking their stories as well? Why not just say this is another version of Quicksilver and not use... Not use Evan Peters to say this is Quicksilver from a different universe. Why specifically have the Fox one? That's Unless we're question. bringing things from Fox into the MCU.
0: I don't know. That's a really good question. I would say this: Do you think those movies are good and worth salvaging for their stories? No. Okay, then I doubt Feige does either. Is my guess.
1: Then why? And then I, I just don't know why we would bring the X Men cast from the I think Fox it might reboot be a series. A little bit of a flex. So you're saying? I, I just want to understand what you're saying. You believe that if this Quicksilver stays in the MCU, I don't have to watch Days of Future Past to see what has happened to this Quicksilver before.
0: That's my guess. Yeah,
1: that's so, wild to me. Why bring Evan Peters at all then? Why not cast somebody else who's great? Don't know. But why I don't, not just let this this Fox Fruit die on the vine?
0: I just don't. It see is. It, you know. I uh, I am already inherently optimistic about most things in life. So for What's me like? it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Um I do I can't tell you hugs don't cure covid though. They actually make you get it. So oh, I have read that, yeah. I was a little too optimistic there. What have I been
1: doing for the past year then?
0: Um I uh I think there is something very special about the first time that we're noticeably bringing back a character to use one we've seen like we've seen that actor play this character before. And I think it's so very intentional that this was the very first person that we saw them do this with. Right. Because if we started having some of these recreations later, like there was even some fun ideas that maybe Beast was the uh, aerospace engineer, mm-hmm. right? So maybe we get him to come back, but it's it's somebody different and we're not trying to say, like it's not Kelsey Grammer or uh, who we had. It's not Lucas Holt, right? Nicholas.
1: Nicholas Holt. Nicholas
0: Holt. It's not either of them. It's just somebody new completely. Like, cool, we're just rewriting that. We're just bringing him him, him in fresh. Kind of like what we're expecting for Fantastic Four. Because we know those were poo-poo versions. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. to, right? No, and let's get Jessica have, back. Let's do that. We also can't have uh, an old… Last time we saw him, a really old Steve Rogers now right. playing the Human Torch. So, I think the fact that the very first time we've seen somebody… Because then if this guy who played Pietro… Uh, remind me his name again too? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Peters. If we bring back Evan Peters after all of these other things that happened that we just recast people, but then we bring back Evan Peters, that's just a funny coincidence. Someone was like in the casting studio said, it's just because he did such a good job and we'll bring him back. And that'll be kind of a fun homage, but we're not connecting Yeah, I think this that's thing, definitely possible. possible.
1: Well, I think that's exactly what the three of us said after we saw J.K. Simmons in the end the scene of Spider-Man Far From yes, Home. Yes, there you go. Right.
0: That's right. I keep forgetting that I think that's what happened. I think that's intentionally what happened. But is that what happened?
1: Or are I don't know. saying that's a multiverse JK. And like I don't know. And something that I should have said and
0: I guess I couldn't have because I didn't realize it until now. I might have been ignorant in saying like I'm I'm excited. I like the world of the multiverse. Really what I was trying to get to is I love that there is so much open to interpretation and so much that is uh, physically and spiritually possible with our mage-like characters. Right. With Doctor yeah. Strange and WandaVision. I, I love like that diving I, headfirst into the weirdness. Yeah, I have no idea what's coming. Um, and so I called that the multiverse. But I think it's just because I know that they are… I, I probably was right that they are kind of… The the more, you can't the just multiple. call the more metaphysical. stuff the multiverse. I don't know how many times I have to tell <laughs> you <laughs> that, Carter. You can't just call stuff multiverse. This is such a workout for me. Like we've we've dedicated an entire we've we're gonna dedicate months to something that y'all are the pros
1: on. <laughs> How do you think we felt playing extra credit every Monday for a couple years?
0: That's funny you mentioned that. Everybody tune in tomorrow. Ooh, oh no. Oh boy. boy. I hope you heard that coffee slurp. That was intentional. <laughs> uh well, you know, you can always come to Two Chunks in a Hunk for your multiverse heated discussions and your coffee
1: slurps. That's always it's fun good for everybody.
0: It's good. You know, we are one of many. Shows and articles and, you know, we get up at like 6.30 or 7 to watch these episodes uh, the morning of the day they release on these Fridays. But I tell you, my friends, there are five and six hour old articles about unpacking Wanda. We are one of many voices. And I love that we get to have uh, tangents about completely different things. That just means that the MCU and Disney is creating some really, really good worlds for us. So we do need to end this episode. And to end this episode, hmm, I need to know who—you uh, tell me who this engineer is. Doesn't it feel like now that we have referenced our aerospace engineer, who is the friend of Monica Rambo, two straight episodes with only a handful left? Maybe it's going to be the next one. Do we at least think he, we're going to see whoever this engineer yes. is, he or she, yes, by the so, end of yeah. the season? Okay. I want your name to end this episode, and I want I want you to plant your flag
1: on who this is going to be. Is this like a ha-ha, a ha-ha moment or like a dang, you might be right moment? Don't
0: ever ask that question.
1: Could be any. The, my answer is still the same. It remains. The answer abides. I'm Carter. And
0: uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the articles yet, but Disney is about to acquire Paramount. <gasps> um, I know we just saw Super Bowl commercials about Paramount+. Plus, um, But uh, she's going to go up over that ridge. and She's going to meet… Monica is going to meet Data… And he's just going to be standing there. Data of uh, the Star Trek universe. sure. sure. Certainly, and it's going to be some really… It's going to be cool. I think there's no one else in the movie world quite like Vision than Data. And I think they're going to have a lot to share. And I think that's going to be pretty fun.
1: I'm Doge. And Carter, it's interesting that you mentioned that there's no one else quite like Vision. Because if you've been paying attention this whole time, you'll know that part of the reason… <laughs> that Vision is able to thrive in the hex and even momentarily breach the hex is because he's a synthesoid. He's half man, half machine. Mm-hmm. And so the aerospace engineer that she's going to meet is none other than J.J. the jet plane who's just going to cruise <coughs> right into there, right into that hex, and then he and Vision are going to have a, a cyber boy hang. hmm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. That's a show that feels like a fever dream in my memories. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like a cyberboy together. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm Jordan. And I think that Monica will crest the
1: hill mm. in the darkness. Love love the descriptive language. Um,
0: there's going to be nobody there. And then we'll hear it off in the distance. Subtle, quiet at first, but growing ever louder. Bam, 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 bam. Bow, bam! Iron Man suit slams into the ground. Hero landing. Look up. Face shield pops up. It's Morgan. It's Morgan Stark. She is nine years old and she has come to save the day in Dad's suit because she's super smart, probably. Um has Got them Stark genes.
1: <laughs> hey, you are. <laughs> the, you're talking about a successor to Iron Man. This could also be uh, Ironheart. Just want to throw that out there. Gotta get that in, get that down in print before Adam closes the episode. Oh no! It's oh the. The whole, the
0: the episode hall it's closing. It's so small now. (laughs) Carter, come on. Carter, Carter. Carter. We lost Carter. What happened to your voice, (laughs) man?
1: I got far away from my (laughs) mic.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger